0: hello one day is thursday january 18 2024 this is the weekend charts obviously gonna thank all you guys and girls for being here i appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be here so we're we going to talk about well current market conditions i have a lot to say about that as usual crypto conditions too your questions on trading let me know if you have any favorite stock and crypto picks we'll take a look at them just enter them one at a time that's all i ask and that's for your benefit i'm going to continue my series on things i wish somebody would have told me when I first began trading. And that's kind of how I approach teaching is I tell you what I think you should hear because it's what I think I needed to hear. I did get a question about issues with trading crypto relative strength, and that'll make a lot of sense in a minute. I'm gonna flesh that out quite a bit. By the end of the presentation, you should know how to trade crypto using relative strength for crypto corner i want to go through my entire open portfolio and how i got there and how things have changed as of late and it's not as good as it was but crypto changes quickly as you likely know q a if you have any questions just let me know and we'll i'll see if i can do them on the fly and if not i'll put them into next week's show if you need you, if you'd like to attend live you can go daily.com webinar now it's uh being simulcast on youtube so you can check that out too. And if you're at YouTube at Dave Lander, make sure you subscribe. There's my TikTok and X. There's a flame screen. As you know, you can lose money trading. Or as the summing up, all our predictions are about the future, and a lot of stuff can happen between now and then. All right. So I received this following question: I find myself entering crypto shit coins on BO slash moves near the high of the bar. And they rarely keep going. Is that just the nature of a move that does not work and one to get out of immediately, or should it be more patient? I noticed you seem to get out pretty soon if the price action does not continue to grow. Here's an example, just one. I entered at the high and it's come back in. Coincidentally, you will notice that in the past, the same thing happened to me and I decided to exit. And then, of course, it continued to continue the move. Okay. So I'm gonna have a lot to say about this. This is the, this, crypto he was talking about lcx which ironically is one that i got long on this wide range bar here and i'm going to flesh that out in just one second and we'll come back to his question a couple of random thoughts first though if you're trading relative strength or breakouts now by relative strength i'm not talking about some sort of indicator we're just looking to buy the pairs that are up the most now we haven't been in an RS market in stocks in a long, long time, 1999 would be one of the times it comes to mind, maybe a little bit over the summer, last summer, believe it or not. selling in May crowd was certainly wrong on that. But for the most part, stocks haven't been in an RS type of market in a long time. That means everything's just going up, relative strength. And When you're in that relative strength kind of market, kind of zone, you can pretty much just buy stocks that are going up and you're, you're, you're buying the strongest one or crypto, whatever the case may be. But it is a tough way to trade because you'll begin to hunt a lot, okay? Meaning that you're going to be really close to catching the mother ball winners, but you get knocked out and then you watch in anguish as the market takes off without you. I don't think I could be a pure breakout trader because you're gonna be so wrong so often, and then again, you're gonna see a lot of markets take off without you. Now, breakouts it depends on how you trade them, but they do sort of guarantee that you will be in the strongest markets and in the the greatest of all trends but you might get knocked out three or four times and then give up before that happens and i'll flesh that out in just one second the if you look at like something like the buy at b that has a bit of a breakout characteristic to it for ipos and that all but guarantees you that you're in the hottest ipos provided of course it's a big caveat that you don't get stopped out first now near misses on ipts seem to be really common and i'm going to show you quite a few in just a few minutes that happened to me recently and that can be kind of frustrating and there's probably some things that i should have done in the process but i want to show you what happened to me and the other thing i'm going to show you tonight is i'm going to show you quite a few losses and one thing i wanted to get to is i want to show you that lately there's been quite a few losses in stocks, and that's been a little frustrating too. But if you keep chipping away at it, you keep chipping away at it, you're eventually gonna have a pretty decent-looking portfolio, and that takes a little time to develop. And I'll show you my crypto portfolio, which was from that process. Now, you're gonna be wrong way more than you're right as a general statement, okay? But you can occasionally print money and be super right. Now. I finally caught a few big winners, decent winners after being wrong quite a bit. And if you rewind back to where a lot of the setups, spoiler alert, I'm going to show you, they all set up around late November and somewhere between there and December of last year, late last year. So you can be you can be wrong way more than you're right. It's kind of a tough way to trade being wrong a lot. The good news is you could take small losses and take a few stabs at things. So you're not really losing a fortune, yes, bad things can still happen, but you're, as a general statement, you can be wrong quite a bit and still do okay longer term. And again, the the caveat here is gonna be, you really wanna be in the markets when they're on fire, when you're in a momentum market and everything is just kind of going up. And I'll give you a hint right now, crypto is not that, but it can change very quickly. And I'll show you some tools in a few minutes on how to keep an eye on that. Like all trend trading, trading it uh, does depend on the occasional outliers. I just got an email from somebody who said, "Dave, trading stocks was not for me." Well, they came in, they got a few losses, and boy, they, they just like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that again. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome with stock trading or trading in general a lot of times you are a bit of the definition of insanity and that's okay as long as you are trading properly and picking the best stocks and following proper money management and all that other good stuff i talk about all the time but yeah it does depend on catching the big outliers that's one of the issues that i have with my educational business for my methodology is people will complain especially in, in, even in good times or especially or even in good times on how, how you want depends on how you want to look at it but sometimes I'll I'll, I'll get people of like well I can't make any money it's like okay well did you get this winner here and this winner here nope but I, I took all those sneakers you recommended but I didn't take those two winners well I'm not saying that it always works because it doesn't always work and it hasn't worked extremely well lately. But longer term it does work as long as you're catching a few of those winners. And that's the really tough part. And wrapping your head around the methodology, and even more so, or even more important, is living with it. And that living with it is pretty tough. And that's one of the things that I want to add to my things I wish I knew about trading a long time ago. And I didn't get around to add it to this week's, but it'll it'll be in next week's or subsequent weeks, is that it's harder than it looks and the other thing i was thinking about is i grabbed the shower right before i came in here and while i was in the shower i was thinking that i i would imagine the more novice trader thinks that the more experienced trader has it all together and doesn't get upset and doesn't get frustrated and down in the dumps or whatever you want to call it but they do and i know a lot of smart people in the industry who go through drawdowns and I don't ask them personally, how you doing, but I know how they're doing. I know it's painful and it's a very painful process to lose money and have losing trades. That comes with the territory. Now, again, you wanna trade RS breakouts when the market is in breakout mode. And again, I'll show you a few tools for that. Right now, it's not, okay? But there have been a few opportunities lately, but there's also been a few That have stopped out or quite a few that stopped out so i feel like lately in crypto i've been treading water quite a bit i'm sitting on some big winners but for the most part i've been treading water and those big winners are probably helping out uh, to smooth out the bumps a little bit now if everything is blowing and going and it's you'll know when that is it's like a new bus comes along every few minutes you You load up your portfolio with all these hot pairs and you're like, you run out of room and you're seeing something else you want to buy and you just don't have any slots available, so to speak. And then you hit an IPTs and then he's like, okay, well, I could could take a half a slot and put in one of these and you're going to see a bunch of small, really small positions in a minute. By the way, don't bet the farm in crypto, okay? I'm I'm trading in a very small way. And I think that if it's, goes into this crazy bull market as it has last month, you know, if it does that next month and then hopefully a few months after it here and there, then I think a small account is really all you need because it is a dangerous market, it is a crazy market. A lot of these things will go to zero, okay? But trading is trading. And I think you can learn a lot about trading by trading a market like that. But again, if everything is blowing and going and you keep running out of space, a new bus is coming along every few minutes, so to speak, then you probably wanna keep positions on a short leash because they are taking up space. And that reminds me of like 1999. If you had anything that was losing your portfolio, just get rid of it because so many other things were just taken off. Now there is a danger in that and I don't wanna get into too many details on that, but I am working on a piece about mediocre trading. And when everything is going crazy like that, you can't get sucked in to chasing too many stocks. But for the most part, you do want to wait for a market, and, and this happens again more often in crypto than stocks, when they're just all kind of going crazy. The emotional makeup of the market in crypto is made up of a lot of skittish type of people, and everybody wants to get rich quick. Now, keep in mind those players are going to change over time especially now that they introduce the spot beat etfs for ethereum and bitcoin they'll probably introduce a few more too because everybody's trying to get that money grab and i'll talk a little bit about that when we get to the live charts now when conditions aren't fantastic like now you can sit on your pairs a little longer or bail and wait for conditions to improve so it's okay to get kind of in and out and i don't have a definitive plan as i'll explain in a few minutes on this relative strength trading other than buy the ones that are going straight up when they're going straight up and conditions are good now this is kind of what i'm getting to it's not rocket science but it's also not exact science okay it was funny a while back a, a rocket scientist literally a rocket scientist emailed me and he said rocket science is rocket sci- he goes, <laughs> rocket science isn't, isn't rocket science. Trading is rocket science to him. It, it's because his mind worked in a certain way and it's very hard to undo all that logic. I noticed earlier, right before I went live, somebody was talking about stocks in a forum and somebody recommended fundamentals. And I'm thinking like, no, that's not how markets work. That's not how any of this works. We'll throw it back to, who was that Beatrice? Now, keep in mind that every style has its own nuance, nuances. So breakouts, sans a runaway RS market will fail a lot. And even, if a, even in a runaway RS market, you'll still get quite a few failures, but you won't care because there's so many other pairs that are moving in crypto. And if we get back to like a 1999 in stocks, that would be great too. But I think that's less likely to happen than in crypto. And one thing I wanted to mention earlier, just getting back to the people behind the charts, the people behind the bars and the charts, right? The crypto crowd is very speculative type of crowd, okay, right now, but that's going to change over time, especially as some of these coins become actually viable and mature a little bit. Now, getting back to nuances and trading, selling options and reversion to the mean trading. two examples of a type of trading that will that will give you a very brilliant but brief career and it'll work quite nicely until it don't and that's because you eat like a bird as the commodity adage goes and you shit like an elephant meaning that you take these huge losses every now and then your potential losses are unlimited but you're only getting really small gains and once you get whacked it's very hard to recover from that mentally and Monetarily, as I've said before, ad nauseum. The pure reverse, I well, let me just rewind it I get more clients from pure mean reversion trading than any other methods combined. And that's because it's a very tough way to trade. And believe me, trend trading is also a very, very any trading for that matter is a tough way to trade. But trend trading is a very tough way to trade too. Trend trading often isn't very accurate, but it's the only way to make money in the market. Well, I'm a contra trader. Well, guess what? A new trend better come along because you have to sell higher than you buy or cover lower than you short. So one of the secrets to trading, that's not a big, huge secret, is that you have to fully wrap your head around what you are doing and do it and just do it. Easier said than done. All right, let's go back to the question. I have a a bad habit of kind of going around the block a little bit and not answering the question, but I thought a little background information would help. And then I think going through my crypto portfolio is going to help too. I thought that was silenced. Sorry about that. I did silence it. That's weird. Okay, I keep finding myself entering crypto shit coins on breakout moves near the high of the bar and they rarely keep going. Is that just the nature of the move that does not work and one to get out of immediately or should I be more patient? Well, if you're trading relative strength, you have to be willing to get back in when the pair takes off again, okay? So he got knocked out of LCX and what's ironic is LCX is one of my few winners as of late. LCX was today and E N S was a few days ago. And those are the only two winners that I could think of recently that took off. So two things, one, if, as I said earlier, the market is blowing and going, then he might want to get out of ones that aren't moving because so many are. If things are a little bit more mediocre, then he might give them a little bit more room, and then at the same time you want to be super super duper selective before putting any new ones on. So there's no definitive answer there. I think if the market's really not moving, or all the uh, all the pairs really aren't moving, then it's okay to bail on one that's not working out. The caveat is if it takes off again, be willing to treat it like a new trade in and of itself and forget about the past if you can figure out a way to forget about the past and trading and only look ahead that's another one of those secrets too i notice you seem to get out pretty soon if price action does not continue to grow i'm going to show you a bunch of ones where i did that that's not necessarily a rule but if things are really doing well i will do a lot of rolling through them and sometimes when i'm sort of jockeying for position trying to just finally catch a trend I will go through quite a few pairs and I'm gonna show you that in just one second too. So he gave me an example. Coincidentally, you will notice in the past, the same thing happened to me and I decided to exit it. Then of course, continued the move. And that's the thing that I said earlier. So he's right about that. That's one of the problems with RS. you're getting out and then you see a takeoff without you. And I put the two little lines in my chart, one where I enter and one at my initial profit target, and sometimes i go through these cryptos and it, it gets kind of i kind of get a little bummed out because i'm looking at it and i'm going like damn i could see where i got in and got out on this thing and then this thing is doubled or tripled from where i initially traded it so you will you will be active enough to where you're going to miss some moves and be bummed out that you missed them so you really have to wrap your head around the nuances and learn how to live with them and as a general condition i would wait for conditions to improve and and that happens quickly so some some today's the 18th somewhere between now and the next week in charts, which is on the 25th conditions might really improve and we might be really rocking uh rocking with docking playing these relative strength moves so again wait for uh, conditions to improve i would use bitcoin as your bellwether and we're going to take a look at that in one second too and pay pay careful attention to the day over day price change. See how much green you have at the top of your screen when you sort the pairs by the day over day price change. It's just a simple: what percentage change did these pairs change today versus yesterday's price? Day over day, again. And then online tools such as CryptoBubbles.net. I just discovered this a couple days ago, and or yeah, it was two days ago, and I haven't. Up on one monitor at all times. It's just the coolest thing in Cooltown right now. And I'll show you that in one second, too. All right. So let's take a look at my crypto portfolio and see if we could maybe gleam a few things that might help out this gentleman with his relative strain trading and crypto trading. So here is DESO. And this is one again, I just bought when it was going up. Look at that, middle of December and you can see it did kind of do a little stutter step now sometimes i might get shaken out of that but i will be willing to get back in when it really starts to break out again and then the ipt right now just to keep things simple because these things are so volatile i'm just using a flat 20 percent initial profit target now over time as some of these mature they're going to probably be a little bit less volatile and maybe i'll have to adjust to the volatility and and possibly too i I need to adjust the volatility on on some of these crazy volatile ones but right now they're all pretty crazy volatile so you can see right there i sell half of the position at 20 percent and i get my stop up to break even so the worst i could do barring overnight, overnight gaps is scratch out on a trade same sort of money management as my core methodology the only difference here as far as the methodology is concerned is we're buying the strongest pairs as they are banging out new highs okay if something's bouncing off a low we're not going to mess with it that might be a methodology for somebody else but it's not my cup of tea so I would prefer to buy them as I go into new highs where everybody's getting excited and a lot of people are getting sucked in. But i'm taking those profits just in case and not getting too too caught up in the euphoria now here are the trades you can see uh in this particular case i probably had another slot open uh, i'm sorry i probably had no slots open so there was only a 500 dollars change trade and then a couple of cancel orders and then for some reason I had an additional profit target in there, and I canceled it. And I noticed today, as I was putting together this presentation, that I still had on a a full position, so to speak. I guess I saw such a small dollar amount, I didn't realize that I didn't take partial profits. So I actually took partial profits today on a stop. And let's see what's here. So you can see the run from where I got in to the peak was 100%, and then. I took half profits today right around 79 or 80% somewhere up in there. I got stopped out on half of the shares. So here's again this is one of the few that I remember from recently as recent winner's ENS and I made the mistake of looking it up and I thought it makes sense. It's the first one I actually think I might have ever understood how it how it works or how it performs a service. So I thought that was kind of cool which is probably a big mistake. Don't confuse the issue with facts, is my mantra, as you probably know. So again, I set set an IPT at 20%, and these lines that are already in the chart for the entry in the IPT, as soon as they enter a pair, I'm, I'm usually pretty disciplined about this. I put in a red line for where I enter, and then I put in a green line for my initial profit target. And I also, of course, put that order in for the additional profit target. Why I didn't take profits on that prior one at the 20%, I don't know. It was kind of a happy mistake. Believe me, I make a lot of mistakes. And most of the time, there aren't happy mistakes. Who was it? Um, What's his name? Bob, Bob the painting guy. Bob Vila? No, Bob Vila is the home guy. Bob Ross. So you make, Every now and then, you make a happy little mistake. For the most part, you don't. You had a trailing stop on half. Yes. Uh, Keith wants to know if I have a trailing stop on half. I do. Um, It's probably more of a mental one. I don't adjust them higher. I don't put in hard stops on these things. I will set alerts to let me know, and I do pay careful attention to what they're happening. I check it fairly often. I have the app on my phone, and I'm uh, when every chance I get, not every chance I get, but quite often I am looking at these things. But you can see again, so only a thousand bucks. You flip out half, well, you make a hundred bucks on that half, so that's better than a poke at the eye, especially if it happens in one day. Well, a hundred bucks in one day, what's that in a year? Well, crypto trades 365, I'm used to the math for stocks. The math for stocks will be 25,000, 365 times 100, it should be, I'll do that in a half. My head. That's thirty-six thousand five hundred dollars a year. So I know it's not—it's it's nickels and dimes I'm dealing with here. But it's kind of my ongoing game, and and want to have fun with this. And, and you know what? This is probably why I'm so good at it. Not that I'm bragging, <laughs> but it's—I'm pretty good at it because compared to myself, not compared to others. Okay, I'm just compared to some of my other trading where I really get stressed out. I can really give a shit about crypto trading. By the way, that's that's the secret to trading too is not giving a shit, but not blowing up at the same time. I had a friend of mine who didn't give a shit. He ran about $5,000, which I later would find out was of questionable origin to about 1 million. I saw a statement at 990 something thousand. So I think it's safe to say intraday, he probably went over a million. unfortunately he blew up. And it's kind of like, uh, I was thinking before we went live, Curtis Faith was at an interview. It's like he was able to make a lot of money because he didn't give a shit, but the same attitude caused him to blow up. So you got to figure out a way how to not give a shit, but then have some serious, serious money management in place. And you have to learn how to become clinically dispassionate. And Larry Williams has a really good quote on that, which I'll dig up and I'll put in uh, one of these upcoming presentations on things I wish I knew. But but the bottom line is paraphrasing, he says, in order to trade, you have to not care. The more you care, the worse you do. And amen, that's that's very true. But you can see that'll move 58% in three or four days. Much better than a poke in the eye. And this is what's this is what's possible in crypto. Now, don't bet the form, a lot of these will probably go to zero. And, and I get those arguments. So it's all made up, it's all bullshit. Probably is okay. You're gonna find your best trades come from the most bullshit markets, okay? And again, if you like I said earlier, they fundamentals. It's like try to find a stock with good fundamentals. It might take that stock years and years to take off, and in the meantime. Competition could arise. We could have a bear market. A lot of things could happen between now and then. And I'm going to circle back to that in just one second, too. So here's another one SEI. This one's kind of all over the place. I bought it here, the IPT, the green lines, 20%, sold half, and it really hasn't done much since. And again, you know, this is nickel and dime stuff, but if I could make it work, I think it'd be kind of fun to see how far I can run these accounts so again that's 52 percent in just a few days better than the poke in the eye now here's the Mag daddy going way back to november and this hit the IPT within one day unfortunately this was a tiny position size and i have a small crypto account then i have just i think two more now two more smaller accounts and so there really wasn't a whole lot in this account and you can see there's a trades right there not a whole lot money wise but percent wise pretty impressive move so that's a 550 move this is what's possible now i'm not saying sell the form and go do this quite the contrary take a small amount of money and do this and get the reps in and learn how to trade learn how to trade hot markets like this i think the bread and butter is still going to be in the stocks longer term But I think in the interim, as crypto heats up and cools off, some nice cycles can be caught. So still up about 455%. I know it's fuzzy math because it's not big numbers, but it's big numbers based on the move caught. And the bottom line with trading is if you can learn how to catch moves like this over time, you're going to do quite well. So yet another one, INJ, IPT was hit and it's just kind of been dead money so to speak ever since, but we're gonna stick with it and see what happens. By we, I mean me. So that was a 66% move. And then again, it's backed off again. So now it's up about 35%. And you know, annualized, that's still pretty good, right? Now here is the same stock. I think it was Hal that was asking the question or save crypto and he got in and out a few times. And then on the final big move, he missed the move. And and again, that's the tough thing about this RS trading where you're buying the strongest pairs. And believe me, I drop a lot of F-bombs because I miss a lot of moves because you're in so many different pairs and you have to, you can't let it wear you down. And believe me, I'm gonna show you quite a few losers here in just one second. So this was another one where this is a one day IPT, 20% move in one day, you sell half, and then you wait and see what happens. Stop out, at break even, and as Keith pointed out, yeah, you do trail a stop higher on the remainder. So something like this is starting to lose steam. I'd be looking to get out fairly soon. So probably if it drops below this 30 EMA, and at the most, probably this pivot point here, i'll go ahead and bail on that one once you're free rolling so to speak in a position i like to give it room to breathe just in case it's catching its breath and it's going to take off again make a base and then launch into space which is ralph Alcampora. i thought it was me but it's ralph alcompora that says that i met him a while back he is a, he's a trip by the way so anyway there's a the trade thousand bucks in roughly you can see That was probably all the money that was left in this account because I had other pairs on. Yeah, that was in the middle of December where everything was going crazy. But it really hasn't done anything really wrong just yet. It's only probed that 30 EMA once since way back in December. Well, actually, probably much further back than that, way back in uh, November. Okay. So again, you know, crazy move, 115%. And now it's only up fifty four percent Now that's a pretty steep drawdown, obviously, as I was going live, I'm like, "Geez, that's a pretty big drawdown If you were up one hundred fifty percent, and that's at the peak, and now you're only up fifty four percent But that's what these things do. They just trade all over the place, and in this case, even though it's lost a tremendous amount of value, it's still an uptrend. I know it's hard to believe it's consolidating, going sideways right now, but overall, it's still an uptrend now keep in mind that getting to those winners might take a few stabs and it might take a little while and like the gentleman earlier i have to look at his records but um i think he's fairly newer to my trading methodology and fairly newer to trading service and he said you know this is just not for me and and he says he loves what i do but it's not for him And, and it's not for everybody and trading momentum is tough and believe me It's tough for me too okay it's like i always tell people it's like i feel your pain you know because if i'm getting stopped out i know you're getting stopped out and it's like a double whammy for me i feel bad for myself (laughs) but i feel bad for you too because i was partially responsible right now getting into a few winners again might take a few stabs and it could take a little while and that's the thing again with stocks it's like you chip away at it, chip away at it, chip away at it. Like Douglas says, who I'm going to quote quite a bit in just one second. A a good salesman will make a sales call, get rejected, make a sales call, get rejected, maybe make two or three more sales calls, get rejected, go get a big cup of coffee and sit down and says, all right, next, because he knows he's getting closer and closer to the kill, to to that big sale whereas a bad salesman will make several calls get rejected and then he'll go drink his lunch and so that's the difference as long as you're not just trading chasing your own tail trading just trading anything or whatever as long as there's a method behind your madness and you get to stopped if you get stopped out a few times then maybe you're getting closer and closer or you should be getting closer and closer to catching the next big winner but the last like I said, I've only had two recently that hit the IAPT. I used to wake up every morning and see two or three of them overnight had hit the IPT, and I'd come in and start trading at the crack of dawn and bang out a few more sometimes before I hit the gym. But that hasn't happened in a while. So here's a case: this ICP, when I showed a minute ago, you could see back in December, try number one, I lost 12 bucks in the trade. Try number two, I made 54 bucks, and then the one that's open now. I have $369 plus $770 is the mark to market. So, and I think that's open profits. I'm not exactly sure. That seems a little high, but that might be, oh, the market—it's worth 770, okay? So I made $369 and the position's worth 770. So that's probably another $220. And again, annualized, this, this this ain't too bad. So, but let's take a look at some recent trades. Now, here's what can be frustrating, and I haven't solved for this. And usually I will, when I remember at least, I'll put an alert fairly close to IPT so I don't miss it on a NIC. And I ended up losing money on this trade, even though it came really close to the initial profit target. Here's another one, kind of deja vu all over again. It came really close at an IPT, and I actually ended up losing a little bit on this one. So this one should have been exited based on a little discretion. Now here's one. I think I got a little. I think I got sucked into it. This wasn't at a new high. It wasn't at a perfect pullback situation, but it looked like it was moving. And when I got in, it was like it was pushing. It was making new highs at the top of this candle. I figured, oh, it's gonna at least go to its old highs. Which should give me the IPT. Might have been a little bit of into wishing on this one. But you can see again, I stopped out at a fairly small loss. Another one here, and this one took off quite a bit, and it's pretty close to a near miss. And I remember thinking this thing, oh, look at this thing go straight up. Whenever you find yourself saying, look at this thing go straight up, the little tiny elvis like look, look at that move, it's huge. If you're doing the tiny elvis thing, you catch yourself doing that tiny elvis voice. Then you know you're getting close to uh getting whacked on that uh, trade Whatever you feel, you should never really feel really good for long because if you do, you got to be really careful. And believe me, I get cocky quite a bit. I got cocky not that long ago. I was talking with somebody I, I know. We were real close. We talked trading a lot, and uh I got a little cocky. We were going back and forth. He was printing money too, and uh, you know, as soon as I start feeling like that, I get craved. But again, another small loss. It spelled with a silent S. H. Happens. Here's another one. You can see he bought it. It shot up a little bit, but then came right back in. And I don't know exactly where my IPT was on this one because I didn't put it in for some reason. But it looks like it did make a favorable move. And yet another one. You can see this one. I bought the high. So that's what Hal was was complaining about. It's like, hey, I'm getting the high tick on these things. Well, guess what? If you're trading relative strength, okay, breakouts, relative strength then that comes with the territory you're going to get the the high tick now what i would recommend you do and it would it'll be be fun i don't know you want a part of it would be, but it'll be fun to see if i add up those losses of all those losing trades i just showed you and it'll be fun to see and i bet it, i bet it's going to be okay you take those two winners one of those might really take off. Maybe both of them will. Who knows? Okay. I think ES is stalling out a little bit. But maybe one of those one or two of those winners will pay for all. And I think it maybe already has. And that's the that's the RS trading. And again, it's easy and fun for me because I don't have a lot of money on the line. Now, in the past, truth be told, when I started really printing money on online and uh online with uh with Cripcore, with uh with the crypto would have had like an offshore account with KuCoin and stuff like that. That kind of blew up after a while, a little bit because I was getting a little too full of myself. And and so that's the thing, as long as it's small, it's nice and easy. And I would encourage you to do do the same thing and then slowly build over time and don't get too cocky. Now, here's what I want to show you with Bitcoin itself. So let Bitcoin be your bellwether with this stuff. So you can see the big blue arrow was pointing higher. Notice down here, this is 30 EMA Landry light, meaning the lows are greater than the moving average for uptrends. And then the highs are less than the moving average for downtrends. If it intersects the moving average, then the Landry light is zero. But you can see now we have a couple of bars of downside Landry light. And also, you you always wanna look at the chart, right? No matter what it says down here in these indicators, okay? Always look at the chart and draw your arrows, and you can see that we have gone sideways quite a bit. Now there was a lot of excitement about this Bitcoin ETF or ETFs being approved for spot bitcoin. And now there's a half a dozen of them. Kathy Wood launched her own. Gray, what's the name of the GBTC? Is Graystone. Is it Greystone? I should know that. Gray something, uh, but GBTC is another one of the ETFs for spot Bitcoin. And it it was a, it looked like it was a buy on the rumor type of situation where Bitcoin ran from 27.5 to 50K almost, 47 or 48K at least. And then this was the day they announced things. You can see the spike tire then came back in. I think longer term it's going to be okay the only thing i the only negative i can think about is when you start creating more and more derivatives then that kind of takes money out of the market and creates a lot of paper bitcoin that's the only scary thing there if i had my choice whether or not they should have spot etfs i think they should okay but it does concern me a little bit the amount of paper bitcoin so to speak that could be created from that and i think there's a lot of paper bitcoin out there i think they've already already busted a few brokerages that haven't that have bucketed your orders so to speak because i guess they realize that that most people will lose money anyway so why bother actually buying the, the the underlying product anyway the point here is bitcoin is losing steam i wouldn't call it down now down and out just yet Maybe pay attention to the bow tie moving averages, which we could take a look at in just one second to see where they are. And here's my new little fun tool. I was using crypto.com had a, a sort on it and I was using it for a while and I can get you that link if you're if you're interested. And then I just kind of stumbled across this a few days ago and I absolutely love it. And here's the one thing that I was looking at right before we went live, is, like, is that you only have a few in here and actually a couple of more turn green before I did this capture. But when I was looking at it and started thinking about doing a screen capture, there was only like one or two in here that were green. Look at all the red in here, okay? So this tells me that we're not in that runaway bull market phase, but stick around, okay? Like Like the weather, it could change in five minutes if you don't like it, right? Now that works both ways. Now, some of the gleamings when I put all this together today was that most of my bigger winners were from November and especially December. Well, what was happening back then? Go back and look at Bitcoin, go back and look at all the other pairs. They were all pretty much going straight up. That's the market you wanna be trading. So based on Bitcoin and crypto in general, now's not the best time for, well, there's straight trading. That's okay. Get educated and when the markets take off again you'll be ready okay any questions on all that i knew i threw throw a lot threw a lot at you quickly i will go to the live charts in just one second and i'll flesh out a few of these concepts and then let me just check youtube okay all right we're good all right fantastic so as i mentioned earlier and pretty much everything I do, content-wise, is based on what I wish somebody would would have told me a long time ago. When I talk about stocks and, and setups, I talk about what I like in the setup. Okay. Years ago, I thought a setup was a setup as a setup. Okay, you got A, B, C, D. Yeah, then I should buy this. No, it doesn't work that way you have to find the best of the best so along the lines of what I wish somebody told me a few weeks ago I woke up and this was in my head and I just started writing and I got 20 of these things out really really quickly and if you go back a few weeks I went through these really quickly but we're gonna flesh all these out and every time I do this presentation on this on these or think about trading it's like I just keep adding more and more but that's okay there's a lot of things I wish somebody would have told me a long time ago and those are 20 of them so picking up on where we left off last week there's nothing to fear in the markets I know haha, yeah right the fear is actually created within and I picked up a couple of good quotes from Douglas on this the late great Mark Douglas. I only spoke with him once on the phone. There was a third party trying to put us together to do a product together, and unfortunately, it, it fell through. Mainly, I think, probably because of third parties' fault. But that's that's another story altogether. Two drink minimum on that one. And uh you know, you just think people could be around forever. So I was like, well, I'll hook up with Mark some other time. You know, oop, I guess I shouldn't use that term anymore. <laughs> I'm always telling my daughters, did you hook up with your boyfriend? Dad. (laughs) Market information is only threatening if you are expecting the market to do something for you. Amen. Otherwise, if you don't expect the market to make you right, you have no reason to be afraid or of of being wrong. And like last week, I showed the horrible bear market that Coco went through and nobody here seemed to be upset about it. Like, that didn't bother me at all. Well, because you didn't have a dog in the fight, right? And once you start quoting Mark? Really hard to stop. Would you really believe that trading is simply a probability game? I know, I know. It's like came in this morning, down four bucks, five bucks on Burke, dropping F-bombs, right? <laughs> Bottom line is, hey, and, and I had this quote in my head because I'd just written it down It's a probability game. You know, shit happens, and that's some of the shit that happens. But when you really believe that trading is simply a probability game, concepts like right and wrong or win and lose no longer have the same significance. That's a little esoteric, a little hard to wrap your head around, but if you can accept it on face value and repeat that to yourself as you're going through the ups and downs, your life will get a lot easier. As a result, your expectations will be in harmony. With the possibilities, and that kind of circles back to, you just can't really give a flip, okay? And that's easier said than done, especially for somebody like me who's super emotional. I cry like a schoolgirl when forced to watch a, a Nicholas Sparks movie, or when I willingly watch a Formula One racing documentary. Not a big Formula One racer, whatever a uh, fan. But these documentaries are just amazing. Unfortunately, a little spoiler alert most of them end badly. Watch the one on Cena first, then watch the one on is it Schumacher. Schumacher was excellent, but Cena's was really good too. And Schumacher's childhood idol was Cena, ironically, but good stuff. Keep in mind that nothing has more potential to cause emotional discord than an unfulfilled our unfulfilled expectations, you know, I'm just thinking out loud here, my wife expects a lot out of the human race, she expects a lot out of, of everyone, and I can't go into any specifics, obviously, because I will get in a lot of trouble, and I just simply don't expect a lot out of anyone, in my life, as far as that aspect is concerned, is far better than her, she just expects everybody to do the right thing, to be kind of normal, or whatever, and that's just, those expectations are way too high. Let me repeat that. Keep in mind that nothing has more potential to cause emotional discord than our unfulfilled expectation. Emotional pain is the universal response when the outside world expresses itself in a way that doesn't reflect what we expect or believe to be true. As a result, any market information that does not conform, confirm, excuse me, our expectations is automatically defined find and interpreted as threatening that interpretation causes us to adopt a negatively charged defensive state of mind where we end up creating the very experience we are trying to avoid there's a lot to unpack there but at some point and i've gotten to it before but at some point i want to point out that there's a neurology in this and when you're having these negative observations and negative things happen to you even in winning trades believe it or not it begins to wear you down quite a bit because a negative emotion has twice the impact and many people say many times more than a positive one now speaking of emotions markets are emotional People buy and sell stocks for a variety of reasons. Occasionally, they might even have something to do with the market. As I've said a thousand times before, way back in the day, Dick Fruth, a good friend of mine, uh, he's running a couple hundred million dollars, I believe. Last time I checked, he's over in Houston. Nice guy. When he first started working at a brokerage, he had uh I hope I say the word right. He talked about the the old cum, curmudgeons, you know, a bunch of old guys in there, and they would just rip the shares out of people's hands. Back then, oh, I meant to grab some shares for this week. And I know I've told the story a thousand times, but it's a good story. And he would chat him up a little bit. The other guys would just rip the shares out of their hands, sell them, give them the ticket or whatever, write them a check. But Dick would chat him up a little bit. Hey, why are you selling? What's going on? And then the person would give them, as I've said before, they're getting married, they're getting divorced, womp, womp. They're buying a house, starting a new business, they're retiring, maybe they had unexpected expense or like lately, it seems like expected expenses are causing us to dip a little further into our trading accounts, right? Maybe grandpa croaked or something, I don't know. The bottom line is, what does all that have to do with trading, absolutely nothing, okay? So the point I was making with this original slide i just thought it would work good for tonight is that people have these big old complex equations they want to use and are they try to figure everything out well how can you figure everything out if you have to figure out whether or not this guy's going to get married divorced buy a house retire or whatever else okay it can't be done what can be done though is you could read what the traders have done in the charts and what they're likely to do okay and again it all boils down to supply and demand now we talked a little bit about supply and demand last week one thing i want to point out is that supply can create supply and demand can create demand so if a market starts going down especially somebody's nearing retirement okay they start to think my retirement is going to suck f it i'm out okay and then that might suck in more people to sell okay and and then fomo okay on the way up dang this market is going up even though it shouldn't be okay so the fundamentals might be bad it probably will be your best markets sometimes have the worst fundamentals which kind of turns that fundamental thing on its head right in fact i often say. Someday I'm gonna create a trading system and part of the system is that the stock must have really bad fundamentals. And a lot of people have said, Dave, you already have. <laughs> so, but it has to be going up, okay? So buying can beget more buying and selling can beget more selling. Now in trading full circle, I talked a lot about the difference between a company and a stock, a company, is a physical entity that does things for a profit okay and a stock is a piece of paper that's representative that represents ownership in that company a stock is not a company a company is not a stock people confuse those two things so you might believe in a company and feel that it's doing great things and going play great places but that's not a valid reason to buy the stock there's only one reason that you should ever buy a stock. And I often say, why should you ever buy a stock? <laughs> and people will give me all kinds of answers. But the bottom line is the only reason you ever want to buy a stock is to make money. <laughs> I was checking out last night. My, This will probably be another story for another time. But it's kind of like like life throws shit at you, right? My wife broke a couple of ribs over the weekend uh, Two drink. Minimum on that story, I think she had two drinks, minimum two, <laughs> you know, so there's been a lot of stress with that, you know, is she is she going to be okay, did one of the ribs go through her lungs, I don't know why I'm talking like Jackie Mason, but life throws a lot of things at you, and then, <laughs> I was at the grocery store, <laughs> and the girl checking me out, she saw my tattoo, which has uptrend, downtrend, and sideways, and she was very young, probably I guess 17 years old 16 i don't know how how old you have to be to work at a store and uh i tried to explain to her she wanted to know what it meant i tried to explain to her it's like well i, I work at the stock market and and this is blah 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 and she said i ain't never been to the stock market anyway i'm not sure what that has to do kind of went off on of a the tangent there but when you buy a stock you form a relationship between you and the company and this is something that Tom McClellan, he gave a speech at the American Association of Professional Technical Analysts meeting a few years back in New Orleans and it was a fantastic speech. And he talks about the fact that when you're buying a stock, you're you're forming a relationship between you and the company. You expect the company to do good things, right? You expe- most of the companies are in the up and up. Every now and then they cook the books, or CEO chases his secretary around the desk, it gets in a lot of trouble. But for the most part, they have your best interest in mind you're also forming a relationship with anybody who bought that stock prior to you and that's what a lot of people don't realize and as Tom said and those people will screw you so accept this one fact and you'll do just fine you're trading traders and not markets and and that should be to somebody new to trading or somebody gets caught up in whatever or or even somebody's been around for a while like me if i'm chasing my own tail in the middle of the day it's like why am i doing that okay and the other traders are disagreeing with what i'm doing well it is what it is okay i need to figure out a way to get on the same side as the rest of them but just remember you're trading traders and not markets and i told tom as i said before that i really liked that speech and i asked him for some of the information so i could put it into my course and I'll give him full credit of course and he goes as far as quotes here's another one from my mother marion or his late mother regarding market timing everyone uses timing in their investing some people buy when they have money and sell when they need money while others use methods that are far more sophisticated now i know i've said that i've talked about this quote quite a bit And I've heard a lot of other people talk about this quote too, and it's one of the best quotes I think out there when it comes to trading. The bottom line is that people buy and sell stocks for a variety of reasons, many of which have absolutely nothing to do with the underlying company. Now, again, as I often say, don't confuse the issue with facts, and that's you're going to hear that quite often in in this series because there's a lot of things that make sense okay and it just makes so much sense like combining fundamentals with technicals that makes so much sense right but in reality it just doesn't work okay let's jump into the live crypto if you guys and girls have any individual pairs you want me to take a look at we could do that we'll start with uh We'll start with Bitcoin, obviously, and then we'll look at some of the Bitcoins. And I do wanna take a look too at the bow ties on Bitcoin. So let me just shift gears here real quick. Okay, so here's the open portfolio. It's all in green. Um, I don't have any reds now. Red would mean that I'm in it but I haven't hit the IPT. So you can see that some of these have lost a little steam, especially tonight, but we'll see what happens. And something like T, I'm gonna try to hold on this one for a while. Again, this one got it at three bucks a share or whatever, three bucks a token or whatever it is. It ran up to 20 something, now it's back to 17, but it still looks pretty good longer term. And there's the I and J. Now let's take a look at Bitcoin. You can see again we have some Landry light. Let's get that up in stock charts. And let's take a look at the let's take a look at the bow ties there. Okay. So we do have we have three bars of Landry light now. And let's take a look at we'll take a look at bow ties real quick in proper order. proper order it just means that 10 is greater than 20 20 is greater than 30 and that's for uptrends and for downtrends 10 is less than the 20 and 20 is less than the 30. so if you're looking at the bow ties here and let's take a look at like the last five months so you can see that we've had a pretty good run again in bitcoin as you know and the bow ties went into proper uptrend order back here, way back in October, and they're still in proper order. Now, notice that we have 110 bars, okay? This does not count the magnitude of how far apart they are or anything like that. It just tells you whether they're in uptrend proper order or not, 10 graded, 20, 20 grade 30, okay? 10 is simple, 20 is exponential, 30 is exponential. I'm, yeah, 20 and 30 are exponential, 10 is simple. I know you guys here are sick of me saying that, but if I don't say it, I'm gonna get emails and a lot of questions. By the way, leave a comment below if you're watching and recording on this or live on, on YouTube, and uh, I do answer all comments. I wouldn't necessarily, of course. But always look at the chart. We've obviously lost steam here, okay? I wouldn't get too excited just yet. But if we dip below 40, I would become concerned. And again, it's been 110 bars since we've had this crossover here and they haven't crossed back over since. Came pretty close here, but they did not. So, so far so good, but we are losing steam, okay? Obviously. Now let's take a look at, I don't know when they do the roll uh, sometimes they do the roll and then these numbers aren't too impressive. But the, the relative strength game, again, as I've said quite often, you're just sorting these by the strongest pairs. And then you're trying to find something that's going straight up and buy it. And th- th- we're not going to see anything tonight that probably fits the bill, but that's all there is to it. And even though there's nothing worthwhile at the moment, This one might be a little thin, it could be setting up as just a pullback. That's the other thing too, you could use the core methodology of the pullbacks to trade these things too. And maybe that's what's gonna happen as we settle into a market where we're trading stuff like Landry light pullbacks, and that's just simply a a pullback to 30 EMA. Speaking of 30 EMA, as I preach, the 30 EMA is probably your best friend in crypto in any market for that matter. Never, as a general statement, you know, never say never, but as a general statement, don't buy anything that's below the 30 EMA. And as we get to some of these weaker pairs, you'll see that that simple rule will keep you out of a lot of trouble. Now, they might be an exception here and there, something in a deep pullback, but for the most part, look, something like this, don't buy it. It's below the 30 EMA, okay? If you were thinking about buying something, make sure it's above the 30 EMA. Look what it did above the 30. Now look what it's doing below the 30. There's supply and demand for you. So as you go through these, I really think you're gonna be amazed that something as simple as a 30 EMA can really help to keep you on the right side of the market. Look at this one here, okay? Mostly below the 30 EMA, where's it headed down? Mostly above the 30 EMA, where's it headed or where it wasn't headed up, okay? Here's a little generic pullback, okay? And I got it right here. Looks like looks like I flipped it out and then stopped out. Well, I was way back last November where things are blowing and going. Don't worry. We're going to have another bull market within the next six weeks. How's that? I'm gonna go on record as saying that. (laughs) The only thing that scares me is uh, the guy who screams a lot on TV says Bitcoin has topped. That doesn't scare me. That's bullish, right? But then the, the woman who's quite often wrong uh, started her own uh, crypto fund for Bitcoin. That's got me a little scared and put 25% of her entire net worth into it. So ugh. <laughs> how these people keep their jobs, I have no idea. I'm only wrong a little bit and I lose a lot of clients. All right, let's shift gears and get the stocks and uh, start punching in some individual names and I'll take a look at those after we take a look at stocks overall so as a general statement stocks looking pretty good today today's action i was really surprised when i was doing my nightly analysis today's action really makes a big deal a big difference in the markets even though the markets in, weren't blowing and going like crazy were kind of all over the place we did have a gap sold off a little bit but recovered to close well but a lot of the sectors improved today. Uh, the market was sort of worsening in here and you can see we've gone sideways. I, I wouldn't start kissing each other just yet or let's not start kissing each other just yet, but today's action, very important. Check back often. By the way, since we're down here, uranium has been doing pretty good. Let's see if we can find the these spot uranium. Is that the spot uranium? Uh, this is the miners, but you can see they've broken out. So in a pullback, that may, might be worth a shot. Take a look at the Nasdaq. Decent day Nasdaq, just off of these multi-year highs. Almost there. It's got a ways to go to get to all-time highs, but if you take a look at the Qs today, I think the Qs, QQQ closed at all-time highs, and I was pretty impressed with this. We're gonna take a look at the cibes in a minute. And Nvidia and what's the other one? AMD, another big one, banging out some brand new highs today. So that's looking pretty good. The, I got long, the queues, just hundred shares at 319.49, if memory serves. That was, uh, that's been a while. That was on the TFM 10% system, which we talk about quite often. I'm not gonna bring it up tonight, but if you go in and look at the archives of these videos, you'll see a bunch of those. And uh, this was getting a little nervous back here, but so far so good, 412. So we're closing in, knock on wood, and I'm not going to brag because that'll stop it in his his tracks, right? But We're closing in at 100 points there. Let's take a look at the Rusty. Rusty is kind of just that. It's back into this sideways soup, okay? It did have a pretty good run here, but as usual, follow through is key. It's pulled back. Lots of overhead to deal with. So for now, Rusty's just not uh, not getting the memo. But overall, things still look pretty good. So getting a question on GBTC setup. Yeah, it looks okay. Uh, it looks better than the underlying Bitcoin. And a lot of the run in GBTC, GBTC had a, a discount of like 40% or something ridiculous. I'd love to know what it is now. If somebody wants to Google it real quick, let me know. Otherwise, I could do it tomorrow but a lot of that discount came off and that's why gbtc ran up so much on the spot bitcoin etf and this is the day it was announced of course buying the rumor selling the news type of event right okay see that's where you confuse the issue with facts once again it's like this should be really bullish for bitcoin right what happens well stands a little bit of a rally here it's kind of imploded since right So uh, Keith says, is it set up? Yeah, I think it's kind of set up here. It's just pulling back. I think it looks okay. I would buy it as it goes back up. I wouldn't try to catch a falling knife though. Gold, here's the gold miners. You can see there's really nothing to do here. Kind of all over the place. Gold the commodity, getting kind of choppy in here. It did have a little run higher, but it's kind of all over the place. I still laugh at these radio guys, you know. If, they, if gold's going straight up why would they bother selling it to you you know and my father-in-law asked, that, asked me that once too you know and good point you know why would it and i was bullish on gold you know because they, they they always ask me should we buy gold should we buy gold and then uh they came to dinner once and and said uh, okay now's the time to buy gold well, well why would they sell it to us i'm like well hang on <laughs> damned if i do damned if i don't um hack and etfs is uh just off of these all-time highs, I think, no, nope, multi-year high. So that's looking pretty good. That sector, I'm not sure what exact stocks are in there, but that would be that would be fun. I know your part of it would be, uh, let's see if we can see. Is there a way to quickly drill down into these things? I used to be able to do it with the oil field, but uh, I can't do it on the fly. But that'd be something you want to take a look at. Uh, the defense stocks are doing pretty good. You can see so far just pulling back. I don't wanna see them pull back much further though because we'd be back into this base, but that's looking pretty good. There were a plethora of sectors that do look similar to that. Biotechnology, drugs, so far just pull it back a little bit. Defense looking pretty good. I think this one, is just, I was looking at the other defense, but that's one. MNC right here at all time highs, that's materials and construction. Leisure is doing pretty good. I think leisure is something I probably don't watch enough because it usually doesn't go up, but I think leisure going up is bullish because I think that means people are, you know, confusing issue with facts, listen to me, but people feel good enough to spend money on leisure. They must be feeling pretty good and will spend money on stocks too. Transport's not doing so hot. You can see they stalled out in here. They're trying to rally back though. So Today's action, again, changes a lot because yesterday, transports looked like they were trying to roll over and now it's kind of looking like more like a pullback. Semiconductor's looking pretty good. I think SMH is at all time highs. So that's looking good. Look at that, look at that that trend, it's huge, okay? So that's doing fantastic. Now, a couple of areas, not so hot. Energies right here, at these multi-month lows. If you take a look at OIH within the energies, I'll just punch it up. O I H, keep the stock picks coming. You can see it remains at a pretty serious downtrend. Not seeing a lot of shorts there. Not sure I want to rush out and do a lot of shorting right now because overall things are still doing pretty good. But it isn't a downtrend. It is worth noting. I think that's pretty much it for the market and the sectors. Overall, doing pretty good. Check back often, obviously. A couple of days ago, didn't look quite as good. Even yesterday, didn't look quite as good as it does today. But for now, I think you can err on the long side for now. Okay, if we take out recent lows and the market starts coming back in and NASDAQ doesn't make new highs, then we could have some problems, but let's let's cross that bridge when we get to it. Okay, Caleb wants to know about TMUS. Okay, yeah, this is T-Mobile it's definitely trending okay it's definitely trending higher it has really really good volume obviously it's a well-known stock the first thing that jumps out at me after initially is like wow look at that trend it's huge is the hv is nine okay let's take a look at the s p 500 historical volatility on hv on s p 500 is only 10 and so the hv on that was nine As a general statement, you're not going to beat the market with stocks that are less volatile than the market. And here's the thing, in order to get your position sizing right in a less volatile stock, you're going to have to put on more shares. If you go to my website and do a search, search for better the devil you know, you should be able to find an article on volatility. I would encourage you to read that and uh, my cutoff right now is once I get about once i get into 30 i go really really fast through my database because it's unlikely i'm going to find anything there worthwhile and 25 is pretty much my hard cut off i rarely go below 25 in the hv and if you look at some of the stocks we are trading or recently trading let's see is it k and f k and f hv 32 a little little lower than i thought it would be it's got an hv of 32 that's probably because we've had this really persistent run here and persistency which is a really great thing to look for in markets can cause the volatility to drop off quite a bit but uh i bet if you go back in time this one was a little bit higher uh what else let me just think of another one on top of my head um this one eventually failed miserably, but we did okay for a little while in it. So this was got HV of 103. So you can see HVs are much, much higher for the stocks that I like to trade. And you're going to catch a much bigger move in stocks with a higher HV. You're going to compensate. It's better than the devil you know again, but you're going to compensate by trading fewer shares. Okay, anything, Any anybody has any more? Let me just check in on YouTube real quick. And see what's happening here. Thanks for sharing the insights. Always so valuable. Greetings from Brazil. Oh, okay. Well, thank you very much. What's the um what's the language in Brazil? Portuguese? I should know that. Do <laughs> you know Storm? I think uh I, I I never met him in person, but I've talked with Stormy a little bit. I think he's from Brazil. Thank you, Dave. This is super helpful. Explanation regarding comparing HV to overall market makes perfect sense. Oh, fantastic. See, I, I, I do this forever and I finally read somebody. That's exciting. <laughs> Thank you, Caleb. Appreciate it. Prax, P-R-A-X, P-R-A-X. All right, let's take a look at that. Yeah, that looks pretty good, Keith. Um, OK, let's look at it. Shorter term, shorter term looks pretty good. It could use a little deeper pullback. Crazy HV, but not too too crazy. Over hundred starts getting a little crazy. So yeah, I like that. It needs more of a pullback, but wait a minute, volume's a little low. Eh, might be able to get by on the volume. I, I do find in more recent years that the volume has to be a little higher than it used to be. It used to be able to, used to be able to get away with volume about hundred k. Now I find that those stocks are too thin okay obrigado is that is that a uh, you're welcome now let's back this out a little bit and see this thing has a, a ton of problems markets have really long memories so you've got this big gap down here then you got this gap here so this stock's gonna have a hard time getting through all this fluff so i would toss that one out i would leave it alone okay all right anymore and again i'll check youtube all right, going once, scoring twice. Obviously, I just want to thank everybody for attending. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Anything you going to answer, David Dave Landry. Leave a comment on YouTube. I'll check that out too. Everybody have a great weekend. To those of you who are in, in my Facebook group, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much, and may the trend be with you. You're welcome.